According to research, we make about 35,000 decisions each and every day. Decisions that tax our brain power and can easily leave us feeling exhausted and depleted by the end of each day. What if there was a way to make fewer decisions and live with more meaning and less overwhelm in your daily life? Yes, it's possible, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about on today's episode. I can't wait to introduce to you my guest for today, systems expert Laura Hernandez. We talk about why systems matter, how to figure out what's not working in your home, where to start when you want to bring systems into the picture, how to implement the three pillars into your schedule, how to eliminate, automate, and delegate, and then how to develop a teamwork mentality and get your kids involved. At the end of the day, it's not about having a perfect home or the perfect work-life balance. It's about living with more intentionality and having a life-giving home. Being able to show up for a life that brings peace and purpose to your life. A life that allows you to show up for yourself, for your family, and for what matters most to you. Ready to learn how? Then let's dive into the show. You, my friend, were made for more. More than the managing of schedules, keeping up with kiddos, and holding down the home front. Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show, the podcast that empowers you to get unstuck and craft a life with more meaning and less overwhelm. I'm your host, Christine, seasoned military spouse, mom of three, and your guide to designing a life you love and growing a purpose-fueled business as a military spouse. I believe you have something valuable to offer. And when you pursue the things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. It's time to discuss who you are meant to be because together we can change the world. One of the things we are going to talk about today is identifying what matters most to you and to your family. And I think one of the ways that we can do this really well is by assessing how our life looks today and then we can identify what needs to change so that we can show up in a way that brings life to ourselves and those around us. And that's why I created a free assessment for you. You can download that assessment today by going to millspousemastermind.com slash growth wheel to get started. All right, today I am excited to bring to you systems expert Laura Hernandez to talk about how we can live with more intention and actually create a life that is life-giving rather than soul-sucking. Laura is a wife and mama to 10 amazing people. In a four-year span, her family grew from four kids to 10 kids, and she realized she wasn't thriving. She felt exhausted and overwhelmed. She spent hundreds of hours trying to figure out systems, routines, and schedules that would work for their family. And after finally creating peace for herself and her family. She wanted to help other mamas do the same. So she founded Mama Systems, a coaching service that helps 
Mamas live with peace and intention through customized systems that work for their family. She has now helped dozens of military spouses implement systems so they can parent and manage their homes from a place of calm, not chaos. So here's my conversation with Laura Hernandez. Laura, welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show. Thank you so much for having me today. Your mission, which I love, is bringing peace to your home one system at a time. I think that's something that we all want, but I would love for you to talk about where that mission came from and a little bit about your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my husband and I have 10 kiddos, but we didn't, we didn't get there overnight, but we did go from four to six in a six month period. I'm sorry, four to eight in a six month period. And that transition was absolutely overwhelming to me. And I felt like I was definitely in survival mode and was just trying to get to the end of the day. Extreme chaos, having no idea. I felt like I had parenting under control and then all of a sudden I didn't. And I didn't know what to do. And I was looking for systems, looking for things that worked, but nothing seemed to work for our family. Just because we were quote unquote, so unique. We had all these little tiny people, some were fosters. We had therapists in and out of our home because they were special needs buddies. And it, it was just so much. And so I finally was like, we've got to figure out something. We've got to do something. And it was kind of like, I just dumped all the pieces on the table and started sifting through like, what really matters to us in our family? Like, what do we value? What do we want to do? And how can we create systems around those things? Because everything else doesn't really matter and we can get rid of those things. So all that to say, after getting systems in place, realize there's so much peace that comes from having systems and reliable things in our lives. And so um, now I get to coach other moms and help them. And I love, I have lots of moms that have coached that are military spouses and they just have my heart because they are serving our country as well. And I'm, I'm grateful. So to anyone who's listening, I'm just so grateful for your service and how you're holding on the fort at home so that your spouse can go serve and either be gone or be gone on a daily basis and doing hard things for our country. So thank you. That is so true. And I think systems have made such a huge difference in my life as a military spouse. So I love to have you come on here and be able to talk us through this. What were the ages of your kids at the time? And and talk about that transition a little bit, because that's a lot to go from four to eight. I mean, just adding one kid at a time is a big transition. So when you're like doubling the number of kids in your home at one time, that's a lot. It was huge. And we had just had our fifth biological when we were up in Seattle. And then our son that we had fostered for a while got back into care along with his two siblings. But we could only adopt them slash care for them, have custody of them, however you want to phrase that, if we moved back to Texas. So we moved across the country, moved to the Dallas area. We're fostering these three little buddies. And it just everything you would think that would be so overwhelming, like feeling like you have strangers dropped off at your house and they're not leaving. All of that was going on and it was just so much. And then for a hot minute, we had their little mom had another baby and that baby was dropped off with us too for two months. And so our oldest was either seven or eight at the time. And I mean, our youngest was five months, four months. And so I, yes, it was just so much, (laughs) but so much. And so it, it felt like I was running a daycare or something like that, where I very quickly had to figure out, okay, I'm the manager of this place. How do I get things under control? You know? Yeah. So where did you start when, when you're in this place and there's a lot going on, so many moving pieces when you have 
therapists in and out of your home, all of this. Where did you get started with all of this? What did you do? Yeah. So my first step and how I kind of coach moms too, is to assess everything. So write down everything you're doing throughout the day and kind of like, Hey, how long does it take you to do these things? Right. And then of those things, what gives you life and what drains you? And the beautiful thing about this exercise is that you may see that you're spending two hours on Instagram and you put that down and you feel crappier about yourself. Right. So you're not only wasting two hours of your day, but it's not building you up in any way. And it's completely draining you, you know? And so that's an easy thing that we can just say, let's eliminate that time. Let's delete the app. Let's get rid of it altogether so that we can be more present with our people and show up as a better mama. So after we've kind of gone through and label all those things, whether they're giving us life, whether we feel neutral about them or whether they're draining us, we then look at all the things that are draining you and try to create space in your day and in your life by eliminating, automating, and delegating those things. So all of the... All of the things that drain us, what of those can we get rid of? Like, what do we not really need to be doing that maybe don't fit in with our priorities? Like, are we driving our kids to soccer practice 16 times a day? Because that's what everybody else is doing, you know? So really taking a look at what we value in our home and how we want to be implementing things and what things can we get rid of? So less stuff, less picking up, less everything. And then we go into automating and figuring out what things we can set on timers. So we're not thinking about it because as a mom, you are making at least the minimum of 35,000 decisions every day. But I think there's probably a whole lot more than that. That's the average person, but it's probably a whole lot more than that because you're also making decisions for everyone else in your family all day long. And so whatever we can already decide ahead of time and already create a system for ahead of time, that takes that away from us. So all of this would be automations and then delegating Delegating things out to our kids, delegating things out to other people, having people come in and help for different areas of life. Oh my goodness. So that's, I'd love to get those things clear so then we can move in and prioritize the things that really matter. I love that because there's there's so much that you said and I would love to unpack, but really starting from this point of what do I value? What are the things that are important to me and to our family rather than what are the things that everyone around us says are important or, you know, we're going to the soccer game because everybody else has their kid on the soccer team too. Um, But being able to say, hey, what are the things that are important to our family? And and then let's start there. Um, So I love that. At what point did you go from saying, okay, I've, I've created these systems that work for my family. And now I want to be able to help other people because Sometimes we can get to this this place of, oh, I learned this thing for myself and now I can do this. But going from, hey, I know how to do something and I've learned the hard way how to do something and then be able to say, I can help other people with this same exact thing. So talk us through that transition because I also think it's important to realize that whatever it is that you have in your life, your experiences that there's something there that can help other people. And sometimes we don't recognize that and we don't step into that's a way that I could potentially even earn some extra income on this side. So I would love for you to share that piece of your story. Yeah. So I, I'm a person of faith and I believe wholeheartedly that the journeys I've been through, the hardships I've gone through, the hardness of my kiddos with special needs and the things we've gone through with adoption and fostering, all of that, that all of that's meant 
to be used for good, right? And so I could just stop, but I don't feel like that would be a good steward of even my hardships. Because I think that we're supposed to be good stewards of not only the good stuff that we've been given, but also the bad stuff that we've been given. And that doesn't mean that you're sharing your junk all the time with everybody, but just figuring out, hey, I've gone through this. I've learned something from this. How can I encourage other mamas or encourage other people in the same way, right? Because somebody is where you were last year at this time and they're struggling. And wouldn't it have been great if somebody would have come alongside you and said, hey, look what I found. Look at these resources I have. Let me help walk you through this. Let me just let you cry with me for a while. Like whatever those things are that brought you so much life, some other mama is needing those desperately. And so that was kind of my heart behind it is I figured out these systems for sure. But I also figured out that my kiddos that have special needs, hey, there's services out there. Hey, you know what? A lot of kids who are adopted have fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and we're not talking about it. So how can we open that conversation and be more open about it so that way other mamas who are struggling with this can kind of come in and learn the things that I've learned along the way. And I think that's just vital. I think that's beautiful, like interconnectedness of the human race and kind of what we're here to do, you know? For sure. I I love that so much because it's just really important for us to be able to look at our whole life experience and nothing that we go through has to be in vain. All of that all of the parts of us, that's that's who we are and we can use that to serve others. And and that's what the heartbeat of this podcast is about, is helping people step into their story and be able to craft a life with purpose. And systems are a great way to be able to support our ability to pursue our purpose and to share what we've learned with others. So what would you recommend is one place that moms can start today to bring peace into their homes. Yeah. So I love starting with an evening routine because it kind of creates this bookend. And even though we're just thinking about evening routines, how I like to design an evening routine is really helping your morning routine. And so then we have these beautiful bookends on the ends of the day, right? So an evening routine at our home, And every home is different. Every child is different. Hear me say that a million times over. So I'm not saying that everyone else needs to do this. This is just how we roll. So we start ours at five o'clock and we have alarms go off in our house at five o'clock. And what this helps me do is stay on track with my time because I will look at the clock and it's 730. No one's eaten. It's bedtime. And oh my goodness, we have so much to do right now. And it just breeds this stress and anxiety and breeds yelling and snapping at children and all these things. Right. And so that's not how I want to show up. So if I set the alarm for five o'clock, that cues me, let's go in and start making dinner. We're going to get them before they're hangry. And we're also going to have kids doing their afternoon jobs. So I'm not in the kitchen being upset about kids and they're making a big mess out of the house. I just cleaned up today. You know, like we're all going to help together clean up and get ready for dinner and get ready for the next day. So we have afternoon jobs at our house and that's at five o'clock what this, what those are. And so every kid has a job to help set the table or get ready for dinner. So that could be like serving the plates or it could be getting forks on the table. Our three-year-old loves, he'll go get his little chart when the alarm goes off and start putting forks out on the table. And it's so great because he just sees the value and the beauty of us working together as a team and like, and he wants to be a part of it. Right. So something for dinner, then every, everybody's supposed to get ready for the next day. So that's laying out their clothes, getting their backpacks ready, making their lunches, all of those things. And then, they each have a zone to pick up. 
And this could be like, hey, you're in charge of picking up the living room for my older kids and like very specific things about what I expect of them so that expectations are clear. But it also could be like, hey, I need you to go around the house and pick up all the socks. And I will typically give that job to the person who takes off their socks everywhere in the house. And their job is to go find all the socks and put them in the dirty clothes because those drive me crazy, you know? So, and when you're thinking about zones, like be thinking like, what do I want picked up? And I, I think about it as like, when I wake up in the morning, how do I want my house to look? Like, do I want to be tripping over toys in the living room? No. Okay. So I'm going to have somebody pick those up in the evening time. And all of those things can kind of help breed your morning so that your morning is successful. So you have a great start to your day and a great end to your day. Evening routine, start with chores, you'll have dinner. And dinner, I love, I love having these kind of anchors in your day of times when you're already together as a family and you can be intentional with, because everybody's coming to the table to eat, right? So how can we be intentional with that time at dinner? What can you do? What does your family value? What do you want to instill in your kids? And it doesn't have to be anything, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. You don't have to buy a course or curriculum or anything like that to be teaching your kids. In our home, we do highs and lows and everybody goes around and does a high and a low. And then they say how it made them feel. And my goal with that is to have everybody practice listening to each other so that everybody knows that they have a time in the day where they get undivided attention from everyone in the home. And then also to be able to expand their emotional vocabulary. Because I think that is so important, especially with my special buddies that have a bunch of big feelings that has been so vital and then being able to say, I'm really frustrated right now. And you're like, Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for saying stuff. Like, I'm so mad. Like we have real words to describe what we're feeling. So that's again, just a small example of there's a lot of intention behind that, but it just takes 10 minutes. It's not anything. And that's 10 minutes for our big family, just a few minutes to really be productive with that. I think one of the things that I have learned about instituting systems is that it really does force you to be more intentional about what you're doing with your time because it's so easy to just kind of let things happen as they do. And then you get to the end of the day and you're like, what happened? You know, I had this great idea of how my day was going to go and then it, it just kind of fell apart. But when you start to try to establish systems, it really does force you to focus on how am I spending this time? What am I doing with this time? And how can I make the moments of our day meaningful? And, and to really say, okay, I'm going to make today matter. Even if it's not one big thing, it's just about living with intention, really. It absolutely is. And when you're saying that, when you're like, when you get to the end of the day and you're like, what did, what did we do all day? And I don't, I don't love that you, maybe you haven't had one of these years yet, but I've been at the end of a year and thinking like, what do we do this year? Like just feeling like the year was wasted. And I know it wasn't. And I know whatever, I know those things, but the, the paradox of like on the other end of things, being able to look, look what we did this year and look what I was able to teach my kids and look how we grew and look how, you know, we had this hardship, but we got through it. Like, I mean, it's just night and day difference and it's so beautiful. I think it's interesting because when you bring up getting to the end of the year and just thinking, okay, what did we actually do this year? My experience has been moving roughly every two years, but on the years that we move, it can feel like life is chaotic and all over the place, but sometimes it can feel like you get to the end of the year and you're like, I don't know what happened this year. I spent the entire year moving. So I would love for you to speak specifically 
to this military lifestyle. And there's two things that I would love for you to touch on. Number one, when you are moving and you feel like you had systems that worked at your last place, but nothing feels settled yet in your new place, talk about trying to restart some of those systems. And then I would love you to talk a little bit about, well, the delegating part, but so many times we have a spouse with a crazy crazy schedule or is off on deployments. They may be around, they may not be around, and it can feel like our routines are constantly shifting because of that. And I would love to know what advice you have for that situation as well. Yes. So I think that it kind of goes back to we're going to start over. Because if I think if you try to put systems in, in a current house with your current age kids, and your current lifestyle of your husband being gone all the time, and then he's going to be around or vice versa. Like those are two very different circumstances, right? And so if we, if we can start with our values and what we know is important, it could be soccer. I don't know why I keep picking up soccer, but here we go. It could be soccer. Hey, this is really important to our family. And so we're going to find a soccer league here and we're going to get involved with that. And that's going to kind of dictate our schedule for this year, because that's really important to us. And then everything else will kind of flow out from there. Or it could not be soccer. And that could be like, <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is for your family, like having that value and knowing what you want and what you want to instill in your kids, what you want to impart upon them, what you want them to be involved in, like finding a faith community or fi- like whatever those things are, having that be your priority and kind of planning out from there, I think is probably where we need to go with that, with two different, two different scenarios, right? And there's some things that are going to stay the same. Like you want your kids to have chores in the morning and you want them to have chores in the afternoon. And you want to teach them that responsibility. So kind of doing the nitty gritty work in one space is not going to look much different than doing the nitty gritty work over here, except it might be a new home. And so instead of you cleaning up the living room, you might be cleaning up the TV room or I, I don't even know, but it could change just a little bit, right? To where your kids are still helping out, where it still brings you life. Things are still being delegated to them and they can help you guys live as a team and in a peaceful home. And then talk about when you are in a family situation where you have the spouse that is gone and then they're back or they are on like a shift schedule where their schedule is all over the place. How do you go about setting up those systems and routines that work for your family? Yeah. And I, I've worked with several mamas and what I encourage them to do is we're just going to focus on you. We're going to pretend like it's just you. And the joy of this is we're creating things that bring you life because you're at home and you're doing all the things. You're managing all the people. You're managing the home. I mean, you're doing all the work. Not that your husband's not. God love him out there doing whatever he's doing. But you matter the most to me. And if we can get things that feed you and give you life, if we have self-care systems in place, if we have things that kids help you clean up every day, like those things, we're going to schedule out our day. And it's going to really revolve around you. I'm hoping that sounds okay to everyone. Yes. It sounds amazing because I think it is so important that we be able to create a life that's fulfilling. And a lot of that comes down to instituting things that do bring us life and to have the way that we can schedule our life around infusing joy in the day-to-day task of everyday life. Yes. And then when your husband comes back or it's like, if he's more on a shift schedule and you're like, okay, he's here 
Saturday through Monday and wonderful. That's great. Think of things that you can do then to like be, have that family time or have those things that you really want to impart with your kids. And then if he has to be gone for the weekend, then you just stick with your normal routine of, Hey, we're going to do this in the morning. We're going to do this in the evening, but just having that intention around it and having conversations with him around it of, Hey, so when you come back, I want you to know that this is what we're doing in the morning. This is what we're doing in the evening. I really like you to be on board with me. Like I'm trying to teach our kids X, Y, Z. Hopefully you guys can be a part of that conversation and have open conversations about setting those up and implementing them. But knowing he's not going to be there most of the time. So it needs to serve you first and foremost. Love that. Okay. So let's talk a little bit. We You kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode talking about like eliminating the things that are really distracting you and taking away and not fueling you and filling you with life. Talk for a minute about automation. What does that mean? What does that look like? Yes. So I think of pretty much every system as an automation because the joy of it is it takes up your thinking brain. Like all of those decisions that you're making constantly every moment of the day, we're going to try to eliminate as much of this as possible. Okay. So that's planning ahead of time, making that decision once. So you're not having to make it in the moment because you're making those decisions period, the end. But if they're already made for you, you've already made them before, then you don't need to rethink about it and you don't need to redo it. And you don't need to argue with kids about it. Like it's just, that's what we're doing, you know? And it can be as simple as like, on Mondays, I wear this shirt. It could be that simple, like having a Monday uniform because that's the most stressful morning. We're trying to get everybody out the door. And the last thing I need to be doing is spending 20 minutes in the closet trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. But I can wear this shirt every day and have a little uniform for Monday. And that's my automation because it automatically happens, right? So it can be something like that where we have something that we expect. We know it's going to happen set in stone. We also have automations that are amazing with our technology world. And these can be simple things like subscribe and save and groceries showing up at your door. Or, I mean, we have air filters delivered to our house every three months because I know that I will never change them out if they don't just magically show up. And so things like that, that we can set up, bill pay, whatever on, on computer and devices is so life-giving because you don't have to think about it. I also love using Alexa, Google Play, whatever you have whatever device you have in your home along with your phone as reminders with alarms just to help you kind of get through the day because we get to the point where we're just so reactionary that we don't even know what time it is we're just going from thing to thing but if i have a timer set for going to pick up my kids at school like i need to leave by 2:20 so if i need to leave by 2:20 then i'm going to have that alarm set so that i can stop what i'm doing and go but i'm not the whole time like look at my watch and try to plan out do i have enough time like we're not doing that I have an alarm set. I know what I'm doing, you know? So those devices and things are helping, helping be my brain power. Yes. And it's interesting because when you have a system that works for you and then that is taken away, it's, it becomes that much more obvious. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that saved me so much time. Like when I used to have my grocery pickup every week, I had my cart preloaded. All I had to do was add a couple items click go, and then drive up, pick it up. That was amazing. And then we moved somewhere where that was not an option for me anymore. And I was like, whoa, I spend so much more time going to the grocery store on a weekly basis. So those things really do make a difference. And 
it, it's so much easier on our brain because you, you have so much brain power that comes when you have to make a decision about something in the moment and, and just how much easier it is on your brain because that's what our brain wants to do, the easiest thing for us, right? Yes. So the more that we can think about that in advance, the easier it becomes when we're in the moment. Yeah. So even just going to the grocery store, having a set day that you do that on and knowing that you're going to have to meal plan ahead of time so that you can go to the grocery store on Friday or go to the market on Friday, like wherever you are. And then, I mean, maybe you have to do it twice a week. I know. Yes. You might have to do it twice a week, but having that plan of like, you know what, I'm going to plan for three days, go to the grocery store and then come back and we'll do that again. But just having that decided for you of when you're going to do that, I think is also very life-giving. So even if you don't have like grocery pickup or something like that, there are things and ways that we can implement things and schedule things out to make it easier on your brain. Love that. Okay, talk about that third piece, the delegation piece. How can we delegate things? Yes. Asking your kids is a huge one. Chores for your kids. They can do a lot more than we often give them credit for and they can help out a lot more and building that team mentality in your home and that beauty, especially... I mean, I feel like military families are so precious because they do so much moving and they're often, that's it. Those are your people, you know? And so really just building up that team mentality in your home of like, hey, we're all doing this together. This is what we do. We all help clean up together at the end of the day. We all get ready in the morning together, help however we can, I think is so vital. But then also just being free to ask for help or pay someone for help. I know that as mamas these days, that a lot of that's not expected of us, that we are expected to do it all. And, you know, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, so I should be able to do it all. I hear that a lot. And I'm like, no, no, you know, no, no. <laughs> it's okay to need help. It's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to hire help. Like, those are all okay things to do. We were never meant to do life by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think so. so often... The way that our culture is today, it's like, okay, like I have to be able to prove that I can do this all on my own. And that doesn't set any of us up for success. And I know I've talked to so many people. It is so hard to ask for help when you know you need it. But there is such a blessing that comes when you allow others to help you. It it really does make such a difference. It really does. And it binds you together. That vulnerability of like asking for help and then having someone show up and help you. It's its amazing. What are your tips for building that team mentality and getting your kids involved? Yeah, I think when they're younger that it's a lot of, hey, this is just what we're going to do. Very matter of fact, when our kids are older, I think that vulnerability piece comes in and just saying, like, hey, guys, I'm exhausted. Like I'm, I feel like I'm doing all of this all by myself and I really need your help. Would it be okay if we kind of divvy some things up and then get them to tell you what they want to do, like get them to buy in because that's going to help the whole process go a lot smoother. Awesome. Okay. So would you say, cause I know there are some people that are like, yes, I need this. I need systems in my life. And then there are some of us who are going to be like, yeah, I don't know if I am a systemized person. I'm not organized. Can systems help everybody? Yes. Here's the deal is that you're doing those things anyway. It's kind of 
Like, let me ask you the question. How do you want to show up to those things? So when you're feeding your people, do you want to show up as a calm, prepared mama who can put dinner on the table and like, you know what you're going to eat for dinner. You know how it's going to get there. You know when you're going to plan it. You know how it's like all the things about it. Who's helping you clean up? Or it can be like, oh, crap, it's six o'clock. They have to eat. What am I going to feed them? Oh, God. Like, it just, it breeds this anxiety. And so having any system in place where you think through those things ahead of time and think how you want to show up ahead of time, I think is so life-giving. And I think every mama would definitely benefit from it in every way, shape, and form. It doesn't mean that we're like, just to be abundantly clear, because I think people think systems and they think, okay, rigid schedule it's 10.02, this is what we're doing now kind of thing. And I don't, I don't think of it as that at all. I think it was more of a framework of, hey, this is kind of how I want my ideal day to go. And these are the things I'm shooting for. And they're never going to go as planned. And somebody's going to throw up everywhere and we have to clean that up. And, you know, we know that as mamas, right? But we have something we're shooting for. And we have a plan in place that we're striving for. Talk about some of the mamas that you've worked with and what has been the biggest difference that they've noticed since implementing the systems? Yeah, I think just that ability to breathe, just going from feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and doing everything for everybody to feeling like I have a plan. I know what I'm doing. My kids know what they're doing. Expectations have been made clear. Like we're all showing up as a team and we're doing this together. I think are some of the biggest kind of themes I hear after working with clients. I love that. So can you talk just a little bit about what kind of support you offer for mamas and then let us know how we can connect with you? Yeah. So I do one-on-one coaching and then also have some courses and kind of a fan of the one-on-one coaching because I get to know moms firsthand and it's really fun to build those relationships and just to be able to talk through them, talk with them through their season of life and really get to help kind of form and help shape those things, curate those for them. Whereas the courses are a lot of like, I'm leading you through how you can curate your systems for your life. So those are the things I offer. And I, it's just, it's my joy to be able to, to be able to bring that gift to people. Like, I think we're so good about investing in things like counselors and doctors and coaches and all these things. But I think that mamas are worth this investment. Like, I think that we often don't think that we're worth having that sense of calm and control in our home. And so it's fun to be able to kind of give that to mamas and let them know that they are worth it. I love that because I am all about supporting military spouses, helping them live a fulfilling life right where we're at. And a lot of that comes back to our ability to care for ourselves and for our home And all of that can be traced back to these systems that will really give us that peace of mind that will bring us life, that will make us feel like we have a life-giving home, a place that we can truly rest. And it makes such a difference. So thank you for coming on, sharing your wisdom with us today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you took notes because Laura had so many good tangible takeaways for us. If you have struggled to find rhythms that work for you and your family, I would highly encourage you to head over to mamasystems.net and take a look at the support that Laura can offer you and your family. I will have that linked in the show notes 
And I really want to reiterate what Laura said at the end of the episode, because it's true that so often we're willing to spend money on our kids and what they need on coaches and classes and therapists and things that give our kids opportunities and help them grow. But we really struggle to invest in things that are going to help us show up as a better spouse, as a better parent, as someone who is able to live from a place of peace and joy rather than a place of exhaustion and overwhelm. But the question is a good one. How do we want to show up for our one precious life? Do we want to live and love and lead from a place of exhaustion, frustration, overwhelm, and resentment? Or do we want to show up and live with peace and feel empowered to create systems that work for our family and allow us to finally find the time and space to go after our dreams, to live with purpose and make a difference in the lives of others. I would love for you to join the after party happening inside our free Facebook community. Come pop in, share what you are currently struggling with, what systems you found that work for your family, and let's continue this conversation. I'll be back here next week for another episode to help us navigate life as military spouses and live with more meaning and less overwhelm. Until then, may you live filled, fueled, and full of joy. Hey friend, before you go, the Mill Spouse Mastermind community is here to help you thrive as a military spouse. Figure out what lights your heart on fire and equip you to create a life of impact. You can have an incredible impact simply by heading over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. And if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others too. Spread the word by taking a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories so we can continue to reach more people, change more lives, and shift the way that military spouses look at life. Because we are better together, and together we can change the world. Let's do it.